do you know how much I look forward to these recordings? Hmm. When I'm having like today was a stressful day, mm-hmm. and I did was excited to be like, yeah, I'm gonna record today. Mm-hmm. Get some Happy shit off my that. chest. Exactly, a little period. therapy, right? Period. Mm-hmm. Happy to hear that. I'm glad that this has come together as it has. Absolutely. I heard uh, JC was telling me that people feel as though we we have vibe now, like we get each other. Right. Y'all yeah. get each other a bit too a bit much. More though. chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, I was literally <laughs> the was first thoughts to, to say, use that. I was literally about to say what a hater, but I'm not a hater. It's just that I'm just JC and Ty called it out. I'm not a hater. I'm just saying I mean, that y'all. It's because my thing is mm-hmm. y'all are both Caribbean, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So y'all both understand each other culturally, and I think that's part of the connection y'all have. Right. Where I'd be like, "What is happening <laughs> here right now? What y- y'all didn't?" Yeah, because you'd be saying things wrong. I don't know if it's wrong. It might be wrong to you, but it's definitely right for me. So that's that's I what can, matters. I can right? second guess how Ty's gonna feel about certain things you say <laughs> just off the fact that we're both Car- uh, Caribbean. Yeah, and it's just the accent. Mm-hmm. That's just the thing. It's the accent. Maybe. It's also just the way that, like, you know how they always say that UK black actors are going to the US and taking all the jobs? Mm-hmm. But it's because we can do accents that you guys can't. Okay, yeah. What's the... What? I think that's I why. don't get it. Sorry. What's the point for like that? We, can, we <laughs> can take on accents really well mm-hmm. and just blend in with the, the said accent. Whereas oh. you just... It's just the see American. And what is that the reaction? Is just, just very strong. You see that rea- you just. I'm just saying the American what accent. What are is, you? What do you exist? What type of space do you take up? I'm just like the American universe? accent is just very strong. Mm-hmm. That it just can't take on other accents very well. Does uh, the UK have as many accents locally as like America does? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, especially for such a small island. Right. Like even just in in London alone, uh-huh. you can really tell the difference between like Londoners? a South London accent, yeah, to like a Cockney East East London accent. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. West London a bit bougier. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Because I always knew the More big difference Queen's between. England. Uh, London and like Manchester yeah. that was a big one for Ac- me yeah definitely could tell the difference between there mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. but I, even in the U- even in London sorry you can tell just based on south to east to north to west like okay. people say different things slang's a bit different tone mm-hmm. everything does everybody say in it yeah most people say in it okay okay most hood people say in it I don't want to say hood because I'm not hood, hood but people. like people from you're not hood from the ghetto ah, right right please check in there. I mean I'm from what people would consider the hood. Right. So I'm saying people from those areas. Right. Middle class, lower class areas will speak like that. Okay. But obviously, if we're not talking like the Queen's English. Right. What I meant was you, you blend, you can turn it on, turn it off. You're comfortable in that. Oh my God, you know what? Yeah. One time I got pulled over by the police with my friend. Yeah. This is one of my pulls over by the police stories. Uh Yeah. They pulled us over and then he asked for my friend to get out the car so he could ask him some questions blah, blah 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 then one of them comes up to me and was just like oh where are you from and i said i'm from brixton brixton hill and he was like here let me see your id he gave him my id which again i was just very much going to asda which is like walmart to go get food but whatever so then i said said that to him and he was like oh um you sound very you sound very articulate to be from there ah <laughs> excuse me he's wilding 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 <laughs> Wiling. I was like, don't, that's disrespectful. Did and he also like, say that you're pretty for a black girl? That's basically, that's the same compliment, <laughs> wow. right? He was like, where'd you go to school? And then obviously I told him wow. when I went to school that he was like, okay, that makes sense. Oh, Which geez. I get it makes sense, but at the same time, bare people that I grew up with speak like this. So don't so, be rude. Time out. You guys have something called grammar school? Yeah. What is the difference? It's not. It's just like a, it's not a private school, but it's kind of like a private school. And it goes between. Like tuition? Yeah, but it's like you have to like go to you have to do tests to get, get into it, oh. and it's like um, some of them have like middle school types things, so you go at different times. You don't just go straight from um, like year six in. Yeah, so yeah, there are grammar schools. Does it still get crazy in those schools, or is it like people yeah, are acting all, a bit better? Yeah, not all grammar schools are like some bougie bougie schools, mm. but they're normally because you have to obviously do tests to get in. Right, they're normally better. So people are typically acting a, a certain way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or just have parents that will beat them if they do, if they don't do that, that part. So <laughs> even if they want to act up, they still have to be great in school. Continue, continue, y'all connecting with uh, each other. But what? I was, oh my goodness. Getting more. Because like. <laughs> getting, getting more rapport. What I was gonna say is, 
I'm really excited that when we record because I've had a very stressful day, which is why I'm drinking rum. Oh. <coughs> Ray and, nephew, and Red Bull. Ray and nephews to be precise. And that just shows you how hard of a day I had because I have other rub, but it was Ray and his nephews that I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> to the rescue. <laughs> Is that what you're drinking as well? Me? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I am still not drinking alcohol. That's good for you. I finished 75 hard, so I'm like, now when I'm stressed, I can have it. Yeah, for real. Um, So I went to Scarborough today um, because where I worked, they were doing some like opening ribbon cutting thing. Met the mayor. She was lovely. And I say this to say, this is probably the handful of times that I've gone to Scarborough. And I really just want to get a car at this point because I've gone to Scarborough to get food. I've gone to Scarborough to buy furniture, planting, and Caribbean goods. I've gone to Scarborough to go on a date with an Asian guy, well, Chinese guy, to get Japanese food. I've also gone oh, to Scarborough to get Bayesian food. Mm-hmm. Um, that was literally a pop-up in some hotel-looking thing. You've gone to anyway, Scarborough a lot. I've gone to Scarborough a few times, and honestly, I can't do buses. It's The reason why I don't like going up there is because after you get off of Kennedy Station, you have to get buses everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't like buses. You're not a fan, huh? No, not I'm not. in winter, too. Jeez. Yeah, and it's cold. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's colder up there than it is down here. Even though we're near the water, I was like, this breeze, because there's no tall buildings. <laughs> so nothing's blocking the breeze going on my face. I did not, I did not enjoy it. Good point. So I say it to say, I'm going to get a car next year. Okay. Manifestation. Benz or Beamer? Sorry. No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have Benz and Beamer money like that yet. Okay, you lot follow the podcast. Hold on, question. Subscribe to us. Question. So we can get sponsorships, so we can afford it. So we can get tire car. Hashtag (laughs) find tire car. Um, How do you think you would fare on the opposite side of the road now that you're in Canada? Honestly, my friend was saying this yesterday because she's a really good driver in the UK, but she's scared to drive here. I don't blame Whereas you. I feel like, yeah, here would be easier. Mm. In the mm. UK, the roads are so tight and we park on both sides of the road and you're literally driving past people, well, other cars, and it feels like your mirrors are about to like touch mm. that and then you have to stop and start to let people go through. Like you're literally creeping mm-hmm. to go down regular roads in the UK. It's mm. the worst to drive in London. People talk about driving in Toronto. These streets are wide in comparison. Right. So right. I feel like I'll do fine. And straightforward. Cause yeah. when I was in England, I tried to get I'm driving with my uncle. I'm trying to get myself in the mindset of okay, I could do this. I could do this. And I probably recorded about 15 accidents in my life because those roundabouts, Oh yeah. what I would yeah. naturally do would have me smash it into someone's yeah. car head on. Not yeah. going to lie. Um, Th- oh, those sorry. things mess me up. No, I, I was just going to say, honestly, even just the other side of the road, forget driving. You're crossing the street in London. Oh. Had me going, <laughs> like I almost <laughs> yeah. got hit by a bus. You got to look the opposite way. Yeah. Like, that had me. I feel like I almost died like three times when I first moved here because <laughs> I literally stepped into the road looking the wrong way and almost got licked. Yeah. Like three like times. That. And it's scary because you're a whole adult like, yo, am I really crossing the street like a child? <laughs> but what, <laughs> I, what I do appreciate about London though is at least they rode on the ground like, look right. Oh yeah, look. they do do that. Oh, they do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah it says look right. <laughs> That's for the tourists? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it just, and it has an arrow. Just has an arrow. Read. Look this way. <laughs> I was it's like, helpful. also, yeah. it's not like people crossing the street is very different, I found, in London. Like, in Toronto, for some odd reason, people will jaywalk in the middle of traffic. Bro. But if a light is red, they will not cross, even if no cars are coming or anything. Right? So, I'm used to being the one that's like, all right, I'm going to cross. Ain't nothing coming. Mm-hmm. Right? But in London, yo, there is no strategy to how people cross the street. So you can't pay attention to the next person because you will get hit by yeah, a bus if somebody had crossed the street before you. I remember I almost got hit by a bus looking. I was looking on my phone. I saw this lady cross. I was like, oh, we can cross. And the bus was like, Ooh, I was like, oh, my God. Thank God. I look, I was so happy that I did not die. I'm one of the. <laughs> Obviously, I'm one of the yeah, yeah, well, thank, thank God you're here. Thank you. Um, you. But I'm one of those people that will cross halfway through the road and then start walking down or up in the middle of the road huh? and then cross further. So people think I'm crazy because they're like, yeah. oh, why are you crossing? Because they're still... Co-. And I'm like, yeah, but if by the time I get to the middle, I can probably walk up a bit more and then cross the road. You it's see, the London in me. That's people how like you stress me out while I'm driving. Yeah, for real. I would hate huh? me too. I would hate me too. But that's just how they that's how they cross in London. It makes sense. It does make sense, but it's stressful. As and a these driver. roads are so wide, it's kind of like you can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, all I'm saying is, watch out, Toronto. 
I'm going to be a new driver <laughs> on the road. <laughs> What's the process, do you know, for you to get your license? I, I know. I just transfer my license over, which again is wild. Yeah, that the is wild. The fact that we drive on the other side of the road, but yeah, I can just come and switch my license over and not have to do no tests. But you don't have to do a test? No, not even like an exit exam? No, you just, do, you just swap your license. Same for me. Which is I only good, swapped which is it. Great. I didn't have to take a test. America but, makes, but that makes like sense. complete yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it it also it was a. I remember it being a hassle. Like you had to have at least five years of driving experience. Mm-hmm. You had to have. This was a big thing. They wouldn't take a fax copy of my driving record. They would only take a mailed copy. And I remember talking to the lady on the phone at the office. I was like, I need it mailed because of X Y Z. She was like. Are you in Ontario? And I was <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. She was like, they're the only ones that will not take a fax copy. And I was like, yeah. She's like, all right, I'm sorry, sir. I'll send this to you right away. I was like, thank you. And I just transferred it. That wait time is long at the yeah, service they Ontario. Take ridiculous, but also, I will say, but in here, they also take our license, like our physical license. Yeah, they took mine as they well. They will take it and then cut it up. Oh, I don't remember them taking it. I don't what know what they if do. you go back home and you need it? I have to get a new one. Yeah. All right, guys. Make it make sense. Yeah. No, that didn't make... I don't make, know what you guys are talking about. That, that didn't make any sense. That part, I did have some issues with. I even asked. I was like, why do I have to give this up? Because you're here now. But I am still a licensed yeah. driver <laughs> See, in Michigan. That's because like, you're here now. Which I don't is a four-hour drive away. It's not even like... like why I got to completely <laughs> give up my license there? He's like, you're here now. And I was like, oh, all right, whatever here. All right. Make it make sense. Yeah. Okay. I have a bit of an update. I am having a private screening of my short film this weekend. No, 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 no. Fuck that. Redman. <laughs> Do the movie trailer for me. You've seen him on Young Bros Talk Podcast. <laughs> He's one third of the ABCs of Black Podcast. Ladies man, <laughs> food critic, movie reviewer, and now filmmaker. Redman. And Red Chamber Media presents to you Panda Blues. Panda Blues. <laughs> a private screening. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. That was, <laughs> thank you. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, well, yeah, you were saying, man. Big yourself up, bro. That's what thank I'm you. Needs to do that, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm big. I mean, I'm probably more nervous than anything. Right. You know, doing it's 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 an invite only private screening has to be that way ha. Un- <laughs> unfortunately because of film festival rules because my film is in contention for some festivals that i've applied to so you gotta apply thank you thank you you gotta apply for or you have to follow their rules because they can offer you a slot in their film festival and then if they find out that you've charged people to see your film mm. they can rescind the offer so it's uh it's a bit stressful, but um, I'm happy to be able to show some people. And I'm just, I'm, I'm bad. This is bad to say, but I'm over it, right? Like I'm over the. I'm just ready. I don't feel like. How do I say this? I no longer want to invest the energy into the film mm-hmm. because for me, it's done. I'm ready to take the lessons learned from doing the film and apply it to the next project. Okay. So I'm just ready for to give it to people, and whatever people think of it. I'm just going to try to not take it too seriously. No, I'm trying to say it properly, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to take it where it gets me too high or gets too low. Right. And I still want to, at the end of the day, be like, it's art, it's objective. You may like it. You may not. Those are both right answers. And once you, know you put mean? it out, it's, it's not yours anymore. That's true. It's everybody's. So it's true. It's true. I've, uh, I did was allowed to, I did show some people. Ty is actually one of those people that saw it. Um, and Ty, I won't lie, Ty was the barometer. Because hmm. if Ty was like, this is bad, then it would be like, all right, then I ain't showing it nobody. <laughs> literally, I said this to you like, if it was shit, I would literally tell you that it's shit because I don't mind telling you that it's shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to be honest. But I feel like the way that he kind of like downplayed it, I was just like, why are you, like, why wouldn't you show this? Like, this is the first short movie that you've produced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and it shot beautifully. Like Thank I don't, you. I really don't understand. I just didn't get like the putting down on it that you that you did. And I think that um, 
yeah, everybody's going to see it on Sunday. And I feel like other people are going to say the same thing that I did. And I hope that that just really, um, I know you're saying you don't want to put you too high or too low, but I hope that everyone comes on Sunday and gives you, you know, positive praise and pours into you. And I hope that just kind of gives you more confidence in the incredible work that you, that you're planning to do and that you've already done. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and I'm sorry, like Erica Badu said, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. So what mm. you're feeling is natural. Yeah. But like I was saying to you before, as someone who's not like um, artistic in that way, I'm going to appreciate it on a level that you won't understand just because yeah. I'm so much less sophisticated than you in the filmmaking space. So just let it, let Honestly, it go. Honestly, there was a part of let it. It was go. like, oh, did you see when the camera did? did, did, did? And I was like, who is looking at <laughs> that? No. What are you even talking about? Like, I, uh, you know, what's funny about? is one of my boys who actually came out to help on the um, set. Shout out, shout out my boy, Victor. I remember talking to him and I was like hard on myself and he had to give me a reality check. I was like, man, I don't know. This didn't happen. And we didn't do scenes and, this that and I feel like I might have overspent in some areas and da 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 da, and he just he legit told me he was like, "Yo, bro, who do you think you are hmm. to do something for the first time and think you was gonna get it right?" Like honestly, bro, he was like, "I'm over here. I don't have a creative bone in my body, and you took something out of your mind, put it on paper, got some people involved, and made it happen and did it. That's the That's impressive part to me." Honestly. So I ain't trying to hear this. For real. Which and is I why like, I feel like you need to cool. go all the way, which yep. is this screening. And then you package it up at the end. I know you said you're done with it, but you package it nicely with a bow. And then you're like, I'm done with it. But like. Well, okay. So technically, since this episode is actually going to come out after the screening happens, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll yeah. give you guys a little insight because I'll say this on Sunday. There will be another story involving the characters. Or one of the characters, the main character in this film. Okay. So, uh, sequel things, you know what I mean? Sequel things. So, there will be another story. That story is called Weekend Love. Because my guy is just a hopeless romantic in this film, you know. Mm. So, um, actually, I might cut all of this out. I don't know if I want people to know that just yet. But give away too much. That was cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, yeah, basically, it will. and I have a plan. My plan right now is... Unfortunately, I did get denied for another grant for my next project. So I got to figure out how we're going to get the funding for that. But the plan right now is to shoot three short films next year. Nice. So, and I want to do, I think we should do something because I actually want to do something. You like the film wise? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, not piggybacking off for your thing. So let me just let you finish. I mean, I'll let you know. I have three short films. One of them are done. Uh, Sorry, one, the script is done. The other two, um, I'm writing the script still, but I have the ideas. Um, so I know what the next two for sure will be because I want to shoot one in the beginning of next year and one in the summer. A Week in Love is a summer movie, summer film. And then the third one is a mm. toss-up between two other ideas I have. This is not. If this is right, you can cut it out, yeah. But is the weekend over Caravan Weekend? It is. <laughs> That is so fitting. Jump and wave. Jump and wave. <laughs> yeah. Like that just makes so much sense. Yeah, it is. I like, like that. that. Yeah, because we is. can all relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that story. Well, this one, and I may cut this out. Actually, I will cut this out, but I'll tell you guys. The story basically is about two college friends that reconnect after so many years, and they spend a romantic weekend together during Carabana. Okay. Oh, cute. That yeah. is a wild weekend to have. Yes, yeah, uh, uh, like you know, a focused romantic encounter. But sure, I yeah, I don't. I think it it will be very focused more on their interaction mm-hmm. than Carabana. For sure, no, I get Carabana that. will yeah. be kind of in the background. Mm-hmm. But I think it's as far as for me as a writer, it's the kind of the plot device that is the yeah. reason they're reconnecting again. Yeah, yeah and there should be like a scene where like they're both <laughs> at different parties. And then they're messaging each other. Oh, like, you read my mind. That is, that's, that's the Caribbean that's I love. Real. That's real life. That's real. Mm. You yeah. meet someone at the parade and now you're in the club with your bridges and you're still Yeah. Like, Yo. You link up one time. You'd be like, oh my God, you meet at one party. And then for the rest of the weekend, you're like, mm, what you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I a nice know, idea. Me and my boys are going to Hong Shing to get some Chinese food after. I think you and your crew sure are ultras. <laughs> <laughs> I, that is a nice idea. Uh, I don't know if, 
if that's what I have in mind for this story, I'll no be problem. honest. No problem. But I do think it's. Uh, if you use it, I need a percentage. It's not in there now. I mean, it is a financial thing, which is today's episode anyways, talking about finances, mm, the ABCs of finance, the ABCs of finances. So you could hit that purple button for me real quick. Yeah, let's get to the intro. I like that. So my name is Redmond. I am the A, the American, and I'm trying my best to still be humble, but I'm still that nigga at the end of the day, okay? <laughs> it is sweatpants, poppy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ty. I am the B. I'm the Brit. And I'm JC, the C, Mike. And as always, you are not your black past. Yes, yes. And today, where are we going to start off? I know we were talking about financial literacy in our communities, mm-hmm. specifically to us and in our different countries. Money to me has always been a funny thing because funny I money. live I live in this thing where it's like God provides always. Mm-hmm. So growing up for me, it wasn't that we lacked money. Like I mean we now that all don't realize we lacked money. But I never felt like we lacked money. Um, because like I, used to, I told you guys before, like since I was six months, I was going to Barbados every year, every summer. Mm-hmm. So my mom and my aunt used to take her, their four kids to Barbados every single summer, um, when we were growing up and I never really understood how they did it, but it was like, they did partner. Mm-hmm. They like, you know, it was putting money down. And when we used to come back from Barbados, we would be on sardines and, and all of these other like cheap, cheap foods mm-hmm. for the next couple of weeks until the money got up. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for me, it was always God will provide so that we always survive. The thriving aspect of having money so you can do a bunch of other things, right. buy homes and da 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 you know, apps, not really. But we always had the essentials built, like food on the table, heating. My mum never used to be like, put on clothes because she didn't turn the heating on. My mum used to put the heating on every single day. She don't care if you're in knickers and a, and a bra. She <laughs> would put the heating on. So there was no spent expense pay, well, expared when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. And going to Barbados every year. Those were the things that we had as like luxury. Mm-hmm. Other than that, technically we were poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we, but we as didn't an know. adult looking back, yeah, it's but like, we didn't know. We didn't know that. Right. Yeah, you don't know, I realize, until mm-hmm. you... I remember, like, I didn't even... The concept of living in the hood wasn't a thing for me yeah. right. until I got older. And I left, I went to university and came back. And I was like, oh, this yeah, right. we need to get up out of here. <laughs> you know? Is that when like, you realized that you was in the hood once you went to university? I mean, I knew I was in the hood, but it was home. It was, so yeah. it was, it was all I knew, mm-hmm. right? And then when I had some exposure... To like coming to Toronto, I would come to Toronto, but like my my experience in Toronto is very limited. Um, I didn't really know people, so I didn't get around because my grandmother was here, so I would yeah. come visit her. But it wasn't until I went to university and I spent an extended amount of time away from where we were. T- and when I went back, I was like, "Oh shit, okay, yo, now we got to do something about this, right? You know." And right. money is just never been something ever discussed. I remember, I matter of fact. I'm going to be honest with you. I got bad advice from about money from my mom. I remember one time she was like, you should just get a credit card, right? And I remember I got a credit card. Check this, check this. Mm-hmm. I got a credit card. It was only like $300 limit. Yo, I felt like I was rich. That's how you know you grew up poor when you think $300 is just lot. what yeah. it is, right? You like you're like, you're like, yo, I'm about to go to the Coney. I'm about to get some food. <laughs> we about to go get some shoes, yo. But <laughs> trust me. I ended up maxing out that credit card mm-hmm. in a month. I ended up having to pay several fees. Actually, I think I ended up getting sued for that credit card. Now that I think about it and had to pay money that was more for more. Yeah, I had yeah, to pay yeah. more money than what the credit card was even mm-hmm. worth, what the yeah. value was. Mm-hmm. And I just remember going, yo, why did I know to to pay it off? Like I was looking at one of the big lessons for me was I remember having a credit card and I didn't realize at the time they take the fees, right? I'm thinking this is just you make a payment. They take the fees out of the payment. Mm-hmm. No, they take the fees out of your credit limit, yeah. right? Yeah. And if your credit limit is close to that max out, mm-hmm. well, then it goes into overdraft. Mm-hmm. And then you get overdraft fees for that. So I remember paying it off once and then getting the fee. I was like, yo. How old were you, sir? 
I was, I want to say I was 18, 19. Predatory. At yeah. 18, 19, something around those, mm-hmm. that age. But I was just so amazed that I got a credit card and it was like, it felt like free money to me in my mind for some reason. And I had to learn the hard way of like, yo, you got to pay this off. Mm-hmm. And that was a bad experience for me because I got sued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For somebody bought the debt and I had to pay like eight hundred dollars. Yeah, collections. Yeah, collections. So that right. was like, I know that. oh shit! If somebody would have told me the financial literacy, which my grandmother did teach me some things, but I didn't live with grandma, so like mm-hmm. she didn't have that constant influence over right. me for money. Honestly, my spending habits didn't get good until shortly after I moved to Toronto. Okay, boy, I was I was getting money and I was. Spinning in, listen, university, they giving us refund checks. I'm like, anybody want anything from anywhere? <laughs> you know what I mean? Me. And then I remember talking to my boy later and he was like, bro, I think he he was definitely a smarter guy yeah. than I was. He was like, bro, you know, you could take that money, right? You get the refund check, take half of it, put it in a CD account. A CD account is, uh, I don't know what the equivalent is in Canada. Mm. But basically it's like, uh, high it's, interest like account? I was gonna say. it's like a high interest account, but you can't touch the money. For X amount of time. Or GIC. Yeah, like a GIC. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't touch the money for... Uh, but there's cashable GICs here, though. Well, if you're saying you can't touch it for a while, I'm right. assuming it's, it's like the a same GIC. Concept. Six months a year, yeah. and they'll give you back some profit. Exactly. So, I'm thinking, listen, this is a guy who... Uh, I've definitely am better financially now, but I still have student loan debt in America. And I, looking back, I wish somebody would have taught me financial literacy... Because I would have taken, okay, I got a refund check. How much of the money do I actually need? Right. Let me take half of that, at least half. Yeah. Put it in some account. Let it gather interest. Mm-hmm. So then when, it, when I graduate, I probably have enough money to pay off a good portion of at the loan. At least a good portion, right? You know? Mm-hmm. But nope, your boy's still sitting here with that. Mm-hmm. So we need this, move, this movie to make a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> and it will. And similarly... I got myself into credit card debt. So my first credit card, let's say it was like 500 bucks. You know, the problem is when you're making 250 bucks a week, you're broke and you know how to make, how to stay there. But the credit card allowed you to stretch money that you didn't have and do things. And it wasn't irresponsible things. It was like, like just, just making ends meet. But now I'm realizing, okay, not only do I not have any of my own money, now I owing someone else money that I already don't have. And we're talking like 16, 17 years old. And then they pull the okie doke. When I finally pay it off, I I look at my statement because, yes, children, once upon a time you got uh, your bank bank information on a piece of paper. And they raised my limit. Yeah. From like 500 to I think it was 1,600 and 3,000. So if I'm bad with five. Yeah. The hell am I going to do with three? But even to take it back from that, I was given solid, bad financial advice. Typical West Indian uh, mom, dad, aunts, uncles. Save your money. Save your money. Save your money. But if you're trying to teach someone who doesn't know anything about money to just save your money, no, 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 no. You have to break down what you're saving for, why you're saving the pitfalls of not saving, the benefits of saving, how to save. And in my opinion, most, most importantly, yo, every time you come across money, take out some mm-hmm. for bullshit. Right. Yeah. For, right. For, for stupid Life. shit. Yeah. Because right. if, if, if all you're doing is saving to save, all of a sudden you're going to get bored of saving and make a huge bad purchase. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think from like level one, is more so you need to learn how to budget. I think the issue is a lot of us is that we always try to live above our means. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was when you talking about the 500 credit card, but you only get paid 250. Then that makes you feel like you can go and spend a little bit extra, but you're always just paying that whole credit, um, your whole um, salary back into the credit card. And it's just a cycle and cycle and cycle. Mm -hmm. And I think (laughs) that was my issue. I think my mom never really taught me how to budget. My mom's not really great with money. She's probably going to listen to this and... Y'all want to hear an embarrassing story? Wait, can mm. I finish my embarrassing story? Oh, sorry. Go. Oh, yeah. you got an embarrassing story? Everybody got money well, talks. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's embarrassing stories, but it's not an embarrassing story. So basically, my first credit card was actually a store card because I used to work at Topshop. 
So they used to basically, once you turn 18, you couldn't get store, you couldn't get um, company discount and pay with cash. You had to pay with a store card. And that is how they get you. Yep. As a young girl, you have to use their, you have to get the credit card and use the store card in order to claim your discount. Mm -hmm. These times you're there spending all your check on clothes now. That really means absolutely mm -hmm. nothing. But my problem is, my mum is the type of, my mum's a shoe girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She likes yep. shoes. Okay. But the problem is she's the type of person who would get the catalogs and then put stuff on the um, the credit card or the catalog cards and she would get one shoe in six different colors oh. of the same shoe. Oh, wow. It makes so much sense too. It makes sense <laughs> because the shoes are comfortable and I really like the way that it's on my foot and da 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 da, da So then I'm going to get all of the colors because it makes blah, 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 blah. To this day, my mom has shoes in Barbados that wrapped up that she's not even worn and are just multiple colors of the same shoe. Yeah? <laughs> never the, worn ever. Never worn. Oh, Some of them oh, are man. never worn. <laughs> I get it though. This is the issue mm -hmm. that I have. And you know what? I used to go, my money was spent, university money, um, when everyone was using their uni money, uni money and getting cars or paying back some of their, their loans and stuff like that. I was going to Barbados every single year with my uni money and then spending my work money on the clothes to, from Topshop to go to Barbados every single year so when i was saying to you i don't know how my mom goes to barbados mm -hmm. i don't know how my aunt make it how they go to barbados uh, they were just i never uh, they never taught me financially how they did it which is through partner and saving and all these other things right. i just thought they made it work so now i'm getting money and i'm doing this the best way i can and i'm just putting myself in debt side note partner for redmond and other people who may not understand oh. that term okay so partner oh, is basically what, no, what term partner partner oh. uh uh, it's, it's um, it's a it's it's a pyramid it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even the one time I didn't even hear that catch that because I'm usually I partner, but we say partner. And what does that mean? It's basically like a pyramid scheme. They get a bunch of people, and mm -hmm. then every single month the person pays in a hundred. Right, right. And then one month that Plus person gets the money, and right. then yeah, and they do it until the whole. Wait, life. you did this? Like, no, my Lots mom's my, my mom uh, did it, and to be honest, that's how some people in the Caribbean community was even able to put down deposits on homes. Mm -hmm. To be honest, mm -hmm. and in an African community, it's actually very, it's actually a very good way of saving money when it's enclosed. When it's enclosed, and it's in a group that you can right. trust. My friend right. Brenda, her mom still does it to this day. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. I have even said that maybe we should look to do that next year as a group, like mm -hmm. a few of my friends that we trust. Because mm -hmm. then it's like later on down the line, you do get your lump sum of money and right. you can invest that into whatever you need it to, right. to do, right? Side note, I got some well-to-do friends that are putting in a thousand bucks a month, but when their turn comes around, it's like 25, 30 grand drops. Yeah. Wow, yeah, wow. Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't do that, but uh, sorry, was, was that? Uh, it's really good for people that don't know how to save correctly because mm -hmm. when you say you put money in your savings account and unless it's locked and you can always dip into it, dip into it, dip into it and you have no self-control of managing your money like that, once the money is gone, you don't have, you can't touch it, right? Because mm -hmm. it's going right. to an individual person and then right. when you get that lump sum back, then you can do something with it. So it's really good. It is a good way of saving if you can trust the people that you're doing. Fair right. enough, fair yeah. enough, right. fair enough. Um, sorry, was that? Did you have something else? Um, just that my, my mom never told me nothing but buy shoes and go on holiday, girl. <laughs> 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 and live All your right. best life because God will provide. <laughs> so this is my embarrassing story. Mm -hmm. Not, so I remember I, I liked this girl in university. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what happened to this girl. And we go out. We go bowling. I got some cash. I pay cash for the bowling. I was like, oh, she's hungry. I'm like, all right. I think it was a Domino's or something. Ordered a pizza, everything, pay for it. I'm excited. The girl comes back to me. It's been declined. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> and. I had to play it off like it was cool. It was like, oh, shit, da, 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 da. But my young, dumb self, I knew I had almost maxed it out, so. Why did you go with the date? Because we be like that. We walk around, <laughs> oh, Lord, sweet That's Lord so Jesus. Wild. That's so Yo, wild. this gal, though, mm. this girl was, to me at that time, whew, she was the baddest of the baddest. Mm -hmm. Um, 
long story short, I obviously never saw that girl again. Mm. And I don't know what's happened to her life, but she never saw me again. So, and it was that day I was like, oh. So when it was declined, did she then have to pay for it? No, we just didn't get it. We had to leave the restaurant. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. My oh, ego yeah. is That's in really bad. Right That's actually really bad. So. You like McDonald's? You he know, couldn't I, afford McDonald's. I couldn't afford nothing, bro. Damn. Honestly, I'm I so sorry, but no. that's irresponsible in your heart. How old, oh, hold on. How old were you? I was like. Whoa, well, check balance. That used to mean you had to go to the bank, put oh, yeah, your card, check the whole thing. That's true. You had to go no, to the but ATM sometimes, sometimes, hold on. Like we were thugging. Even, it. listen, I know <laughs> in these times, I was the, this is how irresponsible, I'm telling you, I was irresponsible with money, right? I admit that. These, at this time, I knew that depending on what you were purchasing, even if it went into overdraft, it would still go through. Right? And then I would just Where do that at? Where's that? Who does that? What overdraft? As on your credit card? No, I oh, uh, I think going. this was like a debit card. I think, oh, okay. sure. I think fair, it was a debit fair, card. Fair, fair, I think fair, it was a debit fair. card. Okay, fair. So I yeah, this is a debit card, sorry, not a credit card. Mm-hmm. I think if I remember correctly, I had like a dollar thirty or nah, something. No, nigga, you tried it. Do- you have <laughs> <laughs> You know, he said I got dollars, so they're gonna go into overdrafts. It's fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. No, it was, but this is like Domino's. It was cheap. The pizza was like they were doing like five dollar medium pizzas and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't that expensive. No, but isn't it worse? Isn't it worse that you get declined on something that's like five dollars than something that's like sixty dollars? I'd rather you decline me on something that's sixty or hundred dollars than for me to put my card down and five dollars don't go through. That is saying that you are bruh bruh. That that is bruh bruh irresponsible. Don't yeah. leave your house. Yeah. You heathen. <laughs> you got you got mash up off the dollar menu, Lord. Jesus, take the wheel. I'm not telling no more of my embarrassing. I'm not telling no more of my embarrassing irresponsible stories. Because this isn't you. This is a younger you. Yeah, this is a dumb young me. Uh, Thank I, you. I'm not going to lie to you. This year has been a bit stressful for me financially because mm-hmm. obviously I was in that work and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I will say I've had times where the money ain't money in the way that it needs to money. Right. But just for this embarrassment, you just check your account before you go. Yeah. No, I knew. Mm-hmm. I Honestly, I won't lie. I knew. So what? Did you think she was going to pay? No, I didn't think it was going to pay. I thought it was going to go through. Yeah. Because it would go through still even when and it would just overdraft. And I just put the money back into the account. Until one day you realize, yo, I'm at the bottom of my overdraft. Like, yeah. I remember. And the thing oh, is. The, that, the minus, re- that $1 was really minus <laughs> whatever, whatever. And it was $1 now, left. Now, I should say. Overdraft. For all of the women watching this and listening to this, like, mm, I thought Redman would have been a great person. But now I'm the second thinking. I haven't had an overdraft fee in over 10 years. Like, yeah, exactly. my balance doesn't yeah. get that low ever. Right. And you know what I'm saying? That's what I was going to say is the reason there's no reason for anybody to feel embarrassed about these conversations. I mean, if you're making those money mistakes now, yeah, that's your business. Well, but I'm talking about when we're young. I'm talking money mistakes. Falling on hard times happens yeah, to the no, best of us. Yeah, right, right. But I have friends who are five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars liquid. Like they're good money. Mm-hmm. And back just out of high school, they're broke as shit too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's funny that you mentioned overdraft because I remember I was maybe nineteen, and there was a point where I would get paid and still be in overdraft. That's so like sad. I, I live. I so sad. I was thugging like that for probably like almost a year. That means your money is not your money. And then one year, uh, the company that I was working for, they gave out a bonus, which was I think like let's say eighty percent of a week's pay, which wasn't even much back then. And it was Christmas Eve, and I was at maybe minus $150. And that was, I think, rock bottom where I realized, yo, I can't live like this anymore because yeah. it's Christmas and I'm depressed. Yeah. And that's that's just mm. not somewhere you want to be. That was my rock bottom for sure. Fair. Yeah. Especially with the way that times are now. Like there's some stats that are basically saying that 24% of Canadians are uh, less than $200 or $2,000 away. No, $2,000 away from 
serious financial adversity mm-hmm. as in if you do not like they don't have that amount of money that if something was to go wrong they will be homeless they would mm-hmm. be in, eating at food banks mm-hmm. they would mm-hmm. not be able to pay light bills etc 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 so that is such a sign- small amount of money mm-hmm. to be the difference between being okay and not being okay yeah like even with this year or the last year like i said have been so such a difficult time for me financially because i've been in and out of work and stuff mm-hmm. Had I not been more responsible with right. my money before right. and saved the way that I had been able to save, mm-hmm. oh, lights out would have happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just like you kind of have to... It is about creating contingency plans for yourself. It is about safeguarding yourself for the future because you just don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Listen, last year, it was the whole tech industry. Everyone was losing jobs. Yeah. Like everyone yeah. was out yeah. of it. Everyone was losing jobs. And those people didn't think that they were going to be out of jobs. And then they had to literally try and find. But that meant that there was double the amount of people looking for jobs. And mm-hmm. if you're in marketing and comms, everybody was looking for jobs. So it was so difficult for a lot of people. No. But if you don't safeguard yourself and are responsible with the money when you are making good money, mm-hmm. you will then put yourself in a serious, in a damaging serious position mm-hmm. yeah. when the world comes and life just lives. Mm-hmm. And I should, I know this is going to sound bad. At that time, I think part of the reason I made those mistakes because I had, some comfortability like i could afford to make those type of mistakes and when i say i could afford to type of make those mistakes i was living on campus i had food like it wasn't like oh my god where am i gonna stay where i'm gonna eat the next day it was like i'm just gonna go to the cafeteria the next day and get some food you know so that's where most people most people make those silly mistakes i made those silly mistakes because i knew that i wasn't even paying rent like that right like i'd give my money my money if i could yeah i wanted to Mm -hmm. if i didn't want to she wouldn't be forced banging on the door too much she's gonna kick me out because i don't Uh, give her money do you know what i mean so i think when you are young it's worth making those mistakes so that you learn from you learn from them i think just now especially like all of us are like in our 30s or mid to late 20s like you need to make small smarter financial decisions like with this new job now that i'm here before i wasn't paying into my pension here because i didn't know if i was going to stay here Mm -hmm. but even now that i don't know if i'm going to be here or not I'm now contributing to my pension. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. Just do it. It yeah. makes sense. Just Isn't it required like, though? Like you no, do it No, it's not. You can opt out and you can opt oh, out. Oh, do you? Yeah, you can. Usually I only opt out of benefits, certain benefits, because no. I get an increase in pay or they'll increase your pay. Yeah. But unless you're saving that money, you're better off with the benefits. Yeah. In benefit, my opinion. yeah. And then it, obviously there are times where we knew, we do think about the way that the economy is going. We don't know if these pension schemes will be available when mm, we're older. So those true. are questionable things as well. Mm-hmm. And I was doing research yesterday with my friend that was saying that if you are an immigrant into this country and you do PR and you um, or you're, you become a citizen, um, you can't withdraw your pension out. What do you mean? As in, so you know how we're paying into a system, mm-hmm. EI, all of these things, we're paying into these systems. Right. If you're on PR, you can't withdraw or claim or stop any of these claims. You can't take your RSPs you can't, out? Yeah, we can't, no, you can't, until you're really? a citizen, citizen. And you could only do that in terms of not claiming it through the systems, but you could only do that if you've been here for like 20 years. Wow. I'm so hold on, you you're putting money into the RRSP and until you hit that 20 year mark, you can't take it out. Yeah. Wow. Unless it's like you've gone to retirement and you're here and, right. and you have right. retirement age. Yeah. But if you wanted to just, oh. if you just wanted to withdraw it, mm-hmm. go back to said country that you're from or invest that money into something else, mm-hmm. you can't do that unless you are a citizen and you've been here for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Canada has some real wild laws, child. Like mm-hmm. they have some real wild red tape on a bunch of that stuff. And if you're someone who's planning to move here or if you're someone who's moving here now, when you're here, you do need to kind of think about those things when it comes to whether you're planning to be here. Right. Um, yeah. Right now, it just makes sense for me in this job. Maybe next next job or maybe next couple of years, I won't be here. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I won't I won't be paying into it again. But next year, you won't need that job because the podcast will be so big. Period. <laughs> Honestly, because I was even thinking like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what these you know like how life is without by paying into it, and I actually might end up um opting out taking that money and investing it and then right. just putting it in an account and then right. go from there because that whole 20 year thing like let's be real i'm probably gonna be here fair yeah and, and more so than anything uh un- understand the kind of products that the banks and the government of canada offers in terms of your savings but re- whether 
you contribute to an RSP, whether your work contributes to an RSP, whatever you do, you have to plan long term. Yeah. You have to set yourself up so that in your 40s, 50s and 60s, you're not struggling because what you don't want to be is 60 years old talking about I got 25 grand and I plan on living another 25 years. That's terrifying. Mm. You don't yeah. you don't want to be For in that real. position. Yeah, I don't I don't think that I understand a lot of these financial discussions. I'll be completely honest with you. Let's talk about it. And I think that I know for a fact that there wasn't a lot of financial education. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess a question to you, and I'll answer first. Do you think that university, not even university actually, just in the the regular education curriculum, there should be some financial literacy courses available to students and uh, financial literacy courses for people. Like Ty talked about budgeting, like how to properly budget. If, if it's just at that basic level, mm-hmm. how to properly budget, how to make sure your funds, um, make the most of your funds where you can, you know, pay your bills, live, but also you can have a little bit of fun because, yo, life is short. You mm-hmm. still got to have fun. You know what I'm saying? So I think that I definitely would have benefited from some type of financial literacy because I think when you're getting the information from your family and they don't have a good understanding of financial literacy, Mm -hmm. you're kind of doomed to fail. Unfortunately, like you're going to make mistakes, which is, as I said, swiping like now in my mind, if I knew I only had $5 in my bank account, there's no way I'm going on a date with a woman and trying to see if I can get passed into the overdraft. That's just insane to me now. Like this, stupidest thing but at that time you know i'm trying to i'm trying a team mm-hmm. you know <laughs> i'm gonna let that pass <laughs> um, but do you know what i need and i want to say this very clearly we need to realize that these countries are set up that way on purpose i agree there is a reason why there is not a financial literacy in us in our education system Mm. there is a reason why because they want to create the class system and they want the class system to stay what it is they want you to come out not knowing how to pay taxes not now having to invest not knowing how to budget always looking to stay in credit to get credit cards and stay in debt so that they can control you so that that you can become a worker Mm -hmm. a worker bee and that they can leave you in debt because they literally we were talking about all the fees you said you had a a credit card that was three hundred dollars but yet you paid X amount of money in fees. Fees is how these companies or these um, banks make money. Yeah, like it's unreal. They make majority of their profits through fees. There were like three fees on that card. I didn't understand. And when I I came to this Toronto and I saw that even for a basic current account, I have to pay um, uh, five seven dollars a month. Literally, a monthly fee for a a regular banking Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. ridiculous. And then when you go to ATMs, every single ATM, if it's not your ATM, your card ATM, you have to be charged three dollars. Ridiculous. In the UK, that is not a thing. You can take Hmm. your money out anywhere in the UK, and the only time you get charged is when you go to like the like the little. Um, bodegas or their little Indian yeah. shops where like they have their own little personal the little ones. funny style yeah. one yeah 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 okay fair you're charging me there annoying but Super it makes convenient. sense yeah right but when it comes to actual banks they don't charge you also every single bank allows you to have a current account for free mm-hmm. yeah for free I just I just it's recently only now the fees are when you have all these extra benefits that come with it this country warrants you when you turn 18 in, in Ontario boy <laughs> you better know something I will say though I do think the one of the savings plans or accounts that I think is very useful is a TFSA mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you can find a bank that gives you a good interest rate with the TFSA, you won't. I mean, <laughs> times have changed. Not now, I guess not now, but 12 I cents a year. It, it, I feel like there are, there may be banks, obviously do your research. Mm-hmm. Um, there may be banks that offer good, uh, usually they're not banks though. Maybe it might be a credit union. Actually, that would give you a better mm-hmm. interest rate. But find one because I think that's very beneficial to have an account where it's tax free. Like I think it, it's a savings account, but it, I think it's one of the good savings mechanisms Canada has to offer. Does yeah. does UK have an equivalent of a TFSA? Yeah. Um, 
Her Majesty's. No, 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 no. Oh, Monarch. Oh my God, everyone's probably listening to it and they're like shouting the what they what they're called. Come on, girl. Yeah, honestly, they're so bad because come on, take you should not us. Yeah, and I and I got one before I left, and I've been paying into it. Which, mm-hmm. oh, what is it called? Um. Oh my goodness, I don't remember. Should I Google this? Yeah. But what I wanted to say is, um, so, <clears throat> uh, I went to a career. Oh, that's Did I turn something name. off? So I went to a ISA, UK ISA. ISAs, that's it. There you go. I went went to a career fair in the 10th grade and one of the presenters there was an electrician. And basically uh, to a 15-year-old boy, he said, you know, I work for myself. I make about 80 grand a year. He's like, I have a nice pickup truck. He's like, I have a four-bedroom house, two kids, a wife, we have a dog. And he really sold uh, sold me on becoming an electrician. So knowing that I'm like, hey, I've always wanted to work with my hands. I'm going to become an electrician. I don't need to go to university to, to start in this. It's going to be an apprenticeship. I switched around a few of my classes to bring up my overall average to appease my mom because all of the university dedicated courses that I was taking were whooping my ass. Yeah. So one of them that I changed to, I, I, uh, I, I changed my math from university stream to, co- to college or um, I went to applied instead of academic. And then I changed my science also. I kept everything academic. And in applied math, they taught us about budgeting. They taught really? us about the they taught us about the pitfalls of credit cards. They taught us about the down payment structure if you want to buy a house. They taught us a lot of practical things. And it wasn't until I was because I always thought if you're in applied math, it's because you're dumb. You can't keep up. But Sorry. If you have no real need for uh, calculus and and functions and all of that kind of super no, nobody need elevated math, then <laughs> these these skills that like they taught us budgeting. Yeah, that's fam. real practical. What's applied math? The only problem, the only problem is that you're 16 and that's not that's not sexy stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah, but, but now in hindsight, the, it's like bro, that's the best time. That's exactly. the best time. What's to applied learn. math? There's there's two streams, college or university math. Oh right, and they it's do that. Ap- academic or applied math. And I guess applied is, is that like the same in the UK? Applied. No. You guys just have we have to we kick have your ass math across no, the board. No, we have like there's there's two f- sets of maths. Right. But the bottom set of math is not that you will learn anything different. They'll just give you like easier equations. Like, oh, and the cap is you can uh, the highest you can get is a C. Okay. The highest you can get is the a C. Wait, get, what? When you're in like the foundation, if you're in a lower set of maths mm-hmm. when you're doing your GCSEs, there's two there's two levels, mm-hmm. and higher set means that you can you can they give you the equations and the I guess the types of maths that allows you to get an A star. Right. Yeah? But in your in the foundation sets, that means the highest you can get is a C grade. Okay, we're gonna need to do an education episode so, but so we can all, break that. All down. that being but, said, you the, just but the, it's not like when you're in a C set, it's not that you don't um, you learn a different type of math. It's no. still the the same. What did you call the other one? Academic. It's still academic. academic yes, math, yes, yes, yes. But it's just like it's just they don't teach you as much of it, right? Because you're taking that's interesting. We, we we learn all of the math that you need. All of the difficult stuff was there, but similar to what Ty was saying, the complexity was was a lot less. And certain very um, specific kind of refined maths, like calculus and mm-hmm. functions and yeah. all that other stuff, they didn't really delve into Fair. that. And naturally. And they, yeah, and they don't really, yeah, exactly. And I will say in the UK, because we have a pay-e-y-e, pay, like system when mm-hmm. it comes to taxes, so we don't have to file our taxes the way that you guys do. Hmm. We don't really have to learn what too do you much. Mean? So basically they do the taxation for you so you don't have to file your taxes. The only reason why you would file taxes if you're there working as an imp- independent contractor. Oh, so your tax is kind of auto-filed. It's, all, it's auto-filed. Oh, yeah. see, they is then, milking us over here. I'm over yeah. here paying a tax account every year to year, file my taxes. What is yeah. that? Get your, get your breaks. And then, at, yeah, but, so I was going to say- <laughs> Bury so at, that money. So the thing is, at the end of the year, you either get a refund or you ask, but most of the time you get a refund. You don't really ever- um, have to pay money back but sometimes mm. you have to pay money back if you're going in between jobs and they don't get your tax codes Qu- right and stuff like that but question for you guys mm-hmm. do you guys think and if there was a financial literacy course that people should take tax accounting should be involved or some degree some basic understanding yeah, of sure. tax stuff because i'm gonna be honest with you i give the money to my accountant every year you file the taxes 
and I'm just trust it. I yeah, but that's how I'm people, practicing blind faith. That's how to be a lot of people you. get into debt and how they get into get into fraud and tax evasion and all these things mm-hmm. with you just trusting your your accountant without they're even say, some knowledge. Yeah, of and your they're own. saying they're paying for things and they're not paying for mm-hmm. things and they're not doing things. So like, I feel like in everything that you do. You do not need to be a master in all. Uh, what, what they say, a jack of all trade is a master of none, but mm-hmm. still better than a master of one. Right. That's the full saying, by the way. Mm. Yeah. So I still feel like you should know a bit about everything that you are doing, especially when it comes to your money. Fair enough. Uh, I think I think the 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 biggest teacher is is YouTube and Google. Yes. And again, you don't have to be a master in all of them, but you should be proficient and have a cursory understanding of how taxes work. And Ooh. when when it comes to, when I found my well, I've had my uh, accountant for a while now, but when she really came shout out to her black woman, uh when she really came in handy is when uh business started to elevate for me and I really needed to minimize my tax burden. Mm. And that's when it's it that's when you start paying four or five hundred bucks for someone to do your taxes because they know all of and I'm not gonna say loopholes, but she knows all the okay. avenues and the extra buttons to click to yeah. make sure, hey, let's get that down, 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 down. But I think if you have one job and you're doing basic taxes and you've had one job for that fiscal year, you should be looking to do your taxes yourself. yourself. It's For not sure. beyond you. For sure. No, you want to no, shout well, her out? Sir. What's her name? Do you want to shout her uh, out? Melanie Dunn from Mega City Tax Services. Shout out to her. And we need to do a Black Business shout out on her. Yeah, for real. And uh-huh. I also wanted to shout out someone, sorry. Bola Soul. Um, she also has a financial literacy program called the Bola Soul Show. Bola Soul Show. Mm-hmm. Um, and she actually has this women's empowerment group called the Rich Girl um whatsapp group and from being in that group this was like 2018 i think she's recently bringing it back but you're in there and she literally it's a bunch of women in this group and they talk about from investments to taxing to tax um to budgeting mm-hmm. as level as as low as budgeting and mm-hmm. they talk about everything and then she kind of just puts in these different resources that she has so if you're looking for someone that you could follow follow bolo soul she's mm-hmm. bolo soul she is great can you spell that B-O-L-A-S-O-L. Bala Soul. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the reasons I end up getting it. Oh, sorry. I also want to point out, sorry mm-hmm. to put you off. And she also has a book, a financial literacy yeah. book that was put on by um, Stormzy because Stormzy has a, a publishing company. Nice. Um, and she released a book on that. I don't remember the name, but honestly, again, grab that book. Yeah. Again, there's so much information out there, but you you have to go and find it. And there's there's no excuse because again, no one's saying jump on YouTube and then start doing people's taxes for them. That's not what anybody's saying. But you really, really, really have to look out for your finances the way you look after your own physical health. You have to look after your financial health. Yeah, what I was I was gonna say is um, the main reason I ended up getting an accountant because I was following my taxes mm-hmm. on my own, and then a couple of years straight i got reassessed and i owed money Mm. so yeah so i was like oh i'm not understanding what i did wrong right right when you did it yourself did you do it on like turbo or something i think i might have used maybe canadian TurboTax. i think i was Mm. using yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it was TurboTax canadian but similar to what you're saying i don't know maybe as an american there's a little extra something or other oh you guys don't even want to know my my tax issues as an american still I still taxes. have to file. I don't have to pay. Uh-huh. I have to file though. Uh-huh. But ridiculous. You know a, what I mean? A but big mistake people make with their taxes is they wait until tax season to look into it. And now when the numbers aren't numbering, you're like, "Well, what what's going on? Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm scared. I'm nervous, bro." All, start looking into your taxes from now. Yeah. Look into your taxes all year. TurboTax doesn't only come out in February. You can look at that year round. Start punching in your numbers because uh similar to what you were saying, if you put it punched in your numbers or you spoke to your accountant, did, right? And did some tax planning, they call it. Yeah. And found out that you're on the line for, let's say, $2,000, $3,000. Now you have six months to put that into RRSPs to take down your income to get to nullify that, um, that, that tax burden. But if you have to come up with five grand within the, net, the last uh, three weeks of February, well, you're screwed. 
Can I also just point out that's how you know that JC is the only grown up on this podcast? Because <laughs> I was like, he had a family child. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't taking no chances. You ain't taking no chances. Yeah, don't play. Who thought about that? Actually, it just made me more scared. I won't lie. I was like, fuck. I'm doing it all wrong. And the other thing, the other thing is, even in um when Ty was having us fill out our profiles for um. For Instagram, uh, one of the things I said is I like finance. Talk, 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 talk to your friends and your inner yeah, circle sure. about finances. Black people are so effing secretive. Yeah. For, for and I get it. It's maybe the West Indian in us where it's like, oh, don't be telling people your business. No, you don't have to tell people your business. No one needs to know what color underwear you have on. But I mean, talking about yo. Uh, I made this much or I invested in this or I need to be doing this. Simply having a conversation telling your friends, yo, I got head up for taxis and I owed. That could go into a bunch of different conversations about how you never end up in that situation. Honestly, yeah, I, I was going to say, from when I, no, no, I hear that in terms of a trust issue, but I also feel like if you can't trust talking to these people about your finances, then are they truly your friends? Uh, and I'm being dead serious about this. When I moved here... Um, and obviously I was around new people and stuff. I was making a certain amount of money. And I remember one time I was sitting with a bunch of the, of the girls and they were just like, I can't live. They were talking about how living in Toronto is expensive. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, yeah, I don't understand how people live on this said about money mm -hmm. that was roughly about what i was making oh. at the time so i was like oh that's kind of what i'm making they're like no like you can do this did you know that you can negotiate this yeah. blah 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 mm -hmm. oh here's some jobs that are hiring from blah 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 mm -hmm. you should move and after that literally like a month later i then looked for other jobs because i didn't even like the job anyway but i was looking for other jobs and then when i got the job i was speaking to my friend's sister and she was like you need to negotiate for this right right and this is how you should negotiate mm -hmm. for this so so I say that to say, unless you have the conversations with people so you can really understand what they're making, how they're negotiating, what they're doing with their money, um, you will never sometimes strive for more. You would right. always just assume that that money is out of out of reach for you, right. and that's why when I'm having the conversations like we were having like last week about the hundred k and that not being a, that much money, mm -hmm. and also that's not that attainable when people are so like, oh, I don't understand how that's so far. No, I know many a girl that are doing it off of jobs that are just not basic jobs. Mm -hmm. like, I'm not saying basic jobs, but they're not but they're neurosurgeons. Not, they're not ne exactly. Yeah. They're yep. literally they're in HR yep. marketing, like they're literally just like sponsorship, like things that are not definitely not the biggest jobs in their organization mm -hmm. so if they're making it plus more why can't i right and i've had literally one of my one of my best friends here literally when i first met her was making a certain amount of money and then from the conversation that i had with those friends that inspired me to get money right i had the same conversations with her and that inspired her to get a different job and make more money right that is how we learn from each other's mistakes right. a wise man makes um learns from the mistakes of others exactly and that's what we're supposed to do by having conversation and having community right. this is how you learn from your village but if we're scared to talk about money and it's always taboo and everyone wants to be acting as if they can't share because mm -hmm. they're, they're they're afraid of whatever reason or mm -hmm. evil eye or whatever whatever then you're not gonna progress you're not I'll, pu I'll put it to you as simple as this money conversations being taboo is so dumb because people that make money talk about making money yeah, with real. other people who make money <laughs> yeah side note any person who comes to me and tells me uh, I'm making 30 grand a year and I'm 50 grand in debt. I'm not going to laugh at you. I'm going to be like, okay, we need to fix that right. and we'll move on from yes. there. But what I'll say about having money conversations, I have a group of friends. Shout out to you guys. They're my, uh, I'll say my non-black group of friends. They're not white, Muslim, uh, Indian, but th that group of friends. They were having a conversation about blockchain. And when I said, what's blockchain? Record scratch. <laughs> You don't know what blockchain is? Yeah. Bredgen, downloaded information. Said all all the of white papers. <laughs> all, all of a sudden, I'm Mr. Cryptocurrency expert, yeah. mm -hmm. right? So even that being said is, imagine in 2010, I said, yo, Ty, there's this thing called Bitcoin. You can pick one up for about 100, 120 bucks. Yo, trust me, take a thousand bucks and go buy 10 of them. 
They're worth 30 grand a piece we, right now. Yeah, we make money, boy. But we will never be able, not we, it's not a black thing. You will never be able to get the leg up that all of the one percenters have if you're not discussing all of these things. Yeah. Because I have friends who picked up five, six, seven Bitcoin for $800, $900, a $1,000 a piece. And now look at them. Yeah. One of the phrases that I feel like plagues the black community and I actually feel like is detrimental to our growth mm -hmm. is when people say to us as a black person, you have to work twice as hard for half of the result. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is a negative stain that has been put on us. And that makes us always subconsciously feel like we have to go above and beyond mm -hmm. on and work super, super hard, three jobs, four jobs da, 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 in order to make ends meet. It's very much a survival aspect and right. mindset. And so there's right. a thriving aspect and mindset. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. P anyone that I know that's make that's working two, three jobs ain't got money. Mm. <laughs> let's be real let's be real if you have time to be making to work in two free jobs to make ends meet yeah you're not making money no. instead of just spending and sitting down and learning a new skill set that you can invest your time in and then make more money majority of the people that i know that are making lots of money are not working as hard as said cleaner as said cashier as said da -da 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 -da. Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean mm -hmm. so we really need to change that mindset and i need for us when we have kids to stop putting that phrase mm -hmm. into their mind mm -hmm. because it actually negatively affects what they think that they can achieve mm -hmm. i know a guy and of course it's jc mr anecdote i know a guy <laughs> who is a janitor owns two houses mm -hmm. how he doesn't spend any of his money. It's not about what you make. It's about mm. what you save. Okay, yes. Is life going to be easier if you are a hedge, a hedge fund manager? Sure. That that two, three hundred thousand a year, if, uh, if, if that little, that you're making is going to make life a lot easier. But if you're making three hundred, but you but you're spending two ninety every year, you're broke. This guy who was making what, probably just scratching 40 grand, mm. didn't spend anything. So it's 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 it 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 all comes back to 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 budgeting, but it comes back to financial education yeah. and understanding how money works and how to make money work for you. Having conversations with people that have more than you, having conversations with people who have less than you. Yeah. It, it, like Ty was saying. You're working three jobs. Yo, respect. You're not a bum. You're out there yeah, working. Respect, but, but how much of that money are you taking into night school, which will then get you the kind of accreditation that might get you another job so that instead of working three, you can work one, but this one job is paying you an extra 30 grand a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in some cases, that extra 30 grand is still only bumping you up to 70. So it's not even like you're killing the game like that. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot to be said about investing in yourself. All right, guys, let's close it out. Follow me on Instagram and all of the other social media shit. Mm -hmm. Jokes on the rent. J-O-K-E-S-O-N-R-E-D. Boom. Yep, and you can follow me on Instagram at Tynoel, T-I-Y-E-N-O-E-L-L-E. And it's JC. You can follow me on Instagram at the Hovington Post. T H E H O V I N G T O N P O S T. Bye, Nicole. Bye, Nicole. <laughs>